You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You're planning a vacation, an escape from the day-to-day routine of everyday life. You're looking forward to getting pampered in some sunbathed tropical island getaway, surrounded by cool, balmy breezes with the soothing, relaxing sounds of calypso music playing distantly in the warm island air. Doesn't it sound wonderful? Well, don't leave your pets at home. They want to go too. Welcome to Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski. Hi, everybody. I'm Susan Sims. And I'm Nicholas Veslowski. We are your hosts for Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. Our guest today is author and animal behaviorist Arden Moore. And Arden has written 17 books, with two being among the top 10 on Amazon.com. She recently toured to promote the Dog Behavior Answer Book. And do we dare say the Cat Behavior Answer Book? Oh, no. <laughs> um, actually, Arden, she's a great gal. I mean, I met her uh, for the first time last year when we were both touring Colorado with our dogs. And I'll never forget it. I was waiting for Little T at the oversized cargo when I saw this crate all wrapped up in chains coming out of this the oversized <laughs> cargo belt. And I was thinking to myself, oh my God, Kuja was going to be my traveling companion. Oh my gosh, you were probably so worried about uh, Tasha arriving safe and sound and then you get faced with that. That's hysterical. Yeah, well, actually it turns out that uh, Arden's dog Chipper is a uh, regular Houdini and gets out of almost any confinement. Um, I got to witness it firsthand at one of our hotel reviews. It was the very first one, and I saw how Chipper was a master of escape. That's funny. Well, I can't wait to hear more about that and get to talk to Arden. So, everybody, this is going to be a fun show, so sit and stay. We will be right back with a Houdini dog and more on Travel Tales for Pet Life Radio. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Travel Tales will be zooming back with more great travel tips right after this. Will your dog have a bone to pick with you tomorrow? Is your cat planning a hissy fit? Follow the dog star to Pet Life Radio for Lucky Stars. Our weekly pet horoscopes. Whether your retriever's a believer or your Pekingese disagrees, this is the place to find out what the stars hold for your favorite furry friend. So pull up a crystal ball every week with your host, international pet astrologer, and earth, fire, water, and air, Dale, Lucky. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Attention passengers, we are now approaching our final destination. The weather is sunny and warm. Ocean temperature is a balmy 80 degrees for those of you wishing to doggy paddle. Please exit to the front and see our activities directors, Susan and Nicholas, on your way out. Have a pleasant stay. Welcome back to Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. This is Nicholas Veslowski along with Susan Sims, your host for this half hour where we talk about all things related to dog travel. Uh, you know, before the break, we talked a little bit about on a recent trip how I met 
author and animal behaviorist Arden Moore and her Houdini dog Chipper. On the line now is Arden to give us a little bit of some travel tips and insight on how to get Fido ready for the road. Hi Arden, welcome to the show. Hey Nicholas, uh, big pause out to you and Susan. And Chipper <laughs> says hi, she hasn't left the building, she's uh, <laughs> she's not in chains or locks right now, she's looking pretty good. Oh that's Perfect. good, thanks, thanks for joining us, it's always fun to get to talk to you. My pleasure. So you're hey, trying listen, to travel by what route do you want tips on? By uh, Yeah, well, you know, well, I know you travel You travel to promote your books, so you have dogs, don't have dogs, and but most often you travel with your, your pack. And, you know, there's listeners out there that maybe haven't taken to the road with their canine companions yet, and they've been thinking about it. And, and you know, what type of tips would you give to these people? What To get Fido ready for the road, you know, for the first time, what would you suggest? To kind of take us a step-by-step if you could. Yeah, it's very important to take little small paw steps, if you will, and not go out and say, hey, uh, Chipper, we're going to go cross-country tomorrow. Uh, You really (laughs) do need to get your dog used to being in a car, taking them on errands when the weather is right, because remember, if it's really hot, you're going to have a canine meltdown. You don't want that. Um, That said... It is, it's got to be a positive experience, and most importantly, it has to be a safe experience. Um, it is very fun, very tempting to have that dog ride in the, in the passenger seat next to you like a little canine, you know, your co-pilot, your little wing dog. They look but, so cute up there. I know, and if, but you stop suddenly, and you have, depending on the size of your dog, a 60-pound projectile going through mm-hmm. the windshield. We love right. our dogs. So, mm-hmm. got to be serious for a moment. You, there are many things out there to uh, keep your dog secure in the car. Uh, there mm-hmm. are crates for dogs that you can uh, loop the uh, seat belt to to tether that. There are wonderful dog harnesses. Um, uh, you can also, like in the back end of your car, if you have an SUV, you can put those little bar cages that go floor to, to ceiling, and your dog has a little mini doggy condo in the back and is very safe. <laughs> The other thing I also urge people, people, dogs love to stick their head out the window. You know, they sniff, they right. smell, they, you know, bark at the dog next to them at the stoplight. Everybody thinks that's really cute. They're saying but, hello, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're saying, hey, what's happening? Meet you at the hydrant <laughs> down, the hi- down the highway there, baby. Um, but the deal is this. Um, they're going so fast that they can get something caught in their eye really quickly. There is actually a product called Doggles that are cool goggles for dogs. Um, but that said, you've got to make sure that dog is tethered so you don't have the dog doing a you know, frontward flip out the, out the door when you, know, you come to a stop. So yeah, that's a good point. They might see really something important. that they want, to, they want to jump out and grab real quick. Yeah, and the other important thing is you really need to have your dog know the word stay and wait. Because let's say you're getting ready to go somewhere and you open the dog door, the last thing you want is that dog flying out. So when I take Chipper and my little dog, Cleo, they ride in the back end and we have this whole ritual. They sit, they wait, I put their leashes on, and then they get to go out of the car. So yeah, it's no. things like that. Make sure you have IDs. Please, a, a microchip in your dog because if they lose their collar, you know, who's mm-hmm. going to guess who they belong mm-hmm. to? Yeah, exactly. I'm not telling you who I am. You can give me all the kibble (laughs) in the world, and I am not going to disclose the name of my pet parent. (laughs) Yeah, they're not even sure if they they should come up next to you or not. (laughs) 
Yeah. No, those are those are good, and I and I know too. You know, sometimes uh, I've talked to people before where their dog would actually get nervous. In fact, when when uh, one of our dogs, Zoe, when we got her home as a puppy, she was only six weeks old, and I think she was far too young. But that's another story. Anyway, when I started taking her in the car, she would just cry the whole time, and so I thought, well, how this is not going to work because I I need to travel with her and so I would just take her every day even if it was just around the block I would just encourage people to get in the car take their dog around the block if that's all they could go and then build up to it every day take them some fun place yeah and the other thing is you sometimes just have the car in the garage and you you make sure that your dog's hungry and you toss a treat in the back seat and you let the dog go into the open door car Jump up, get the treat. Hey, good dog. Way to go. You're the one. Let her come out on her own and do this game of back and forth in and out of the car. The next day, you put her in the car, you toss the treat and you shut the door, count a pregnant five seconds. Good doggy. Come on out. Do it again. So it's oh. a game. Then yeah. you start the car and, you know, you just stay in the driveway and you, you know, sing doggy songs or, you know, kumbaya <laughs> or whatever you want to do. But what you're yeah. doing is you're building up their um, confidence and this joy of the car ride. Um, and so those are, and, and the other thing is, particularly with dogs, you know, they know when they're going to the vet. So I always encourage people, when you're kind of around your neighborhood where your vet is, pop in once in a while just to get your dog weighed. It doesn't cost you anything, and it builds up a little bit more of a, of a willingness to go through that door if you've got four legs and a tail. That's that's really good advice. I know a lot of people, you know, they if they graduate from the car, the next thing that they want to try and tackle is getting out there and flying with their dogs as cargo, but a lot of them get pretty nervous. Yeah, it's very, um, you know, you have to worry about the climate. There has been a lot of things, changes in the airline industry because we love our pets so much. I mean, think about it. Uh, there's a lot of aging baby boomers out there that are looking at their second children as, as pets and they want to travel with them and you know obviously Fido Friendly your magazine is doing quite well because that shows the demand people have to travel with their pets by air or by car that said as you know uh, Nicholas you and I have two big dogs that there is no way they're gonna fit under the uh, seat in front of us in the cabin I mean yeah. even though there is a Houdini dog uh, I don't think she can pull that trick out of her paw so yeah. that said we were on a particular airline that we really liked because they actually let us go back to the cargo area to personally put our dogs and watch our dogs be put into their uh, airline approved crates they came to us when we were boarded to inform us everything's safe the two dogs got to be next to each other and so they were mm-hmm. calm. They climate controlled the 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 bottom, uh, the belly of the plane, if you will. And you know, the worst thing you can do for your dog, it seems like illogical, but never give your dog a tranquilizer. You, you mm-hmm. know, veterinarians should tell you not to do that. There's danger in that. If your dog is a real anxious dog, mm-hmm. giving a tranquilizer or a sedative is a good way to acerbate that. You could actually cause more anxiety and your dog could really physically harm themselves. There That's are actually some more safer non-toxic uh, remedies, if you will. Uh, one of them is called Rescue Remedy. Uh, it's a homeopathic deal that's got 13 flower essences. And it uh, you can put it in your dog's ear, just like in the tip of the ear through the capillaries so it disseminates. And it sort of kind of like chills them out. 
the other thing you can do, there's a, um, actually dogs have what we all know is pheromones. There's a product called DAP that's sort of another thing that emits this smell that we can't smell, but dogs do, that kind of gives them that uh, feeling like, oh, I've been here before, or oh, that's my favorite blanket. It's a calming oh. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's things that you can do, work with your veterinarian, but you don't want your dog so drugged out that they have no clue where they are or what they're doing. And yeah. crate training is really important. I always tell people when you have a dog go in a crate, it's crate is great. And you mm-hmm. never put the dog in a crate <laughs> for any kind of punishment. That's your dog's mm-hmm. den. That's your dog's bedroom. You know, that's the dog's mm-hmm. castle. It's got to mm-hmm. be a place of security and and you know something that gives them a lot of joy and and all that and sometimes they just want to go in the crate because you're driving them crazy <laughs> they, they, <laughs> i think it's important that you just know your dog i i, I have two yes. dogs very different personalities and arden you've met both of them one one little zoe she's you might as well call her ziggy i mean she's got more energy and she's just all, she's up for anything all the time and then we have maddie she's our hundred pound lap dog and and she is so frightened of loud noises I would never, I, I would not hesitate to fly Zoe in cargo, I, but I would not put Maddie through that. So I think it's important that as much as Very we good. maybe want to take these dogs, that we, we really need to know their personalities. You're right on. I'll pause on for that one. I mean, just like we were talking about, <laughs> you guys were talking about Chipper and having the chain around her crate. Well, that's because the dog knows how to pick locks. It isn't because it was an added protection, and I made sure everybody knew that. I also made sure she had a microchip, and she had a collar with my name and phone number on it, and that her name was plastered all over the place. My cell phone was listed. That's another thing. Why do you list your home phone number if you're traveling? Put your cell phone number. I know. These are just wonderful tips. These are great ideas that it's really more more common sense. And I think we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back for some more great travel tips from Arden Moore and find out about her Houdini dog. And so everybody, sit and stay. We will be right back with more travel tales on Pet Life Radio. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Travel Tales will be zooming back with more great travel tips right after this. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagadelic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. With your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Attention passengers, we are now approaching our final destination. The weather is sunny and warm. Ocean temperature is a balmy 80 degrees for those of you wishing to doggy paddle. Please exit to the front and see our activities directors, Susan and Nicholas, on your way out. Have a pleasant stay. Welcome back to Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. This is Nicholas Veselowski along with Susan Sims, and our guest today is Arden Moore. Before the break, we were talking with Arden a little bit about our recent trip that her and I took uh, with our dogs to Colorado. Uh, that's where we met for the first time, a little Colorado adventure, and I will never forget Arden seeing a dog, a Chipper, come out in, the, in her crate all chained up. That was a sight. 
Yeah, but you had to look at her face. She was like, hee, 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 Give me ten more minutes. I'm freaking out of here. Ten more minutes. That's all I needed. Uh, for all your yeah. listeners, Chipper is a uh, golden retriever husky. And uh, for anybody that knows about huskies, they have a license for their escape artist. Extraordinary. So I knew that about Chipper. And just like you know about Zoe and Maddie, uh, Susan, you have to know your dog. And so this was just extra precaution. So I remember coming up to you with your very sweet lab <laughs> saying, please, I don't have a Cujo. Because there was no color in your face, um, Nicholas. It was all <laughs> And I wanted to make sure that you knew that, that Tasha wasn't going to be Chipper's appetizer for the trip. Yeah. And no, they, they got along really well oh, right they away. Great pals. They really had a great time. It was a great outing. And when we were up on the monorail at the ski lodge, Chipper was a little nervous, you know, and the worst thing you can do, folks, when a dog is very nervous is get engaged in that baby talk. It's okay. It's okay. Because the dog's going to be like, oh, no, this grown <laughs> man is talking like a baby. I better be this frightened. This is scary. <laughs> this is worse than yeah, I thought. Yeah, you got to be kind of cool, you know, hey, it's okay. This is great, man. Yeah, look at that big old squirrel over there. Did you catch it? And little words like you want a treat or some dogs will, will do anything to eat a treat. Some are too scared or something. But offering the treat is just enough to have a distraction or having the dog do a fun trick. Give me a paw. No, the other paw. No, both paws. Doing something that gets their mind off of the fact that they're going up in the air or something also is real beneficial. No, that's really good. You, need, you know, just to um, kind of highlight for everybody out there, one of the reasons why Chipper definitely needs that chain around the crate. You remember, Arden, that first night we came back to the lodging spot, Breckenridge, and uh, your room was on the second floor, and we saw it was open about two feet. And you just oh, kind of yeah. looked at me and said, oh, please come up, just so I we know. could see and make sure that, you know, nobody had Absolutely. gotten in there. Yeah, you're right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I walk in there, and the door is open, and everything I own is in there. The, the mm -hmm. laptop is there. There's nothing. There's no paw prints on the bed because Chipper knows not to jump up on the bed. And she's just <laughs> staring back at us with that goofy grin. Well, the next day we find out that Chipper, about 10 minutes after you and I left for our business dinner, had taken her paw and moved over this deadbolt and then took the doorknob and pawed it and moved it toward herself and hung out with all the skiers in the cul-de-sac <laughs> of the hotel for two hours, romped in the snow, and then came back conveniently about 10 minutes before we were due. Like, what? I didn't do anything. That's you know, amazing. I wrote the dog party, uh, dog parties book, and Chipper is known as America's party animal, and she just proved <laughs> it that night. Because the next day when we were checking out, some people came up and they kept saying, Hey, Chipper, how's it going, Chip? And her name <laughs> is on the collar. And I'm like, how do you know my dog? Oh, man, she was partying with us last night. What a great dog. <laughs> so, yeah. After that, I had to be very careful in hotels. The dog, if she sees you open a door, she knows how to do it herself. That's yeah, amazing. Wasn't it? I think it was even uh, one of those round doors, wasn't it? Yes. Was it yes, one of the round doors? I take her to the groomer, and I tell them, you can't put her in a cage. Oh, no, I've had huskies all my life. No dog <laughs> going to get out of my cage. I come to pick her up. She's in the middle of the room with all the dogs. I said, because she broke out of everything. So mm -hmm. she's just, don't fence me in. She's from that song. I don't know what the name of that. Yeah. Uh, just don't yeah, fence I, me. I, I actually could sing that, but I don't want to put everybody through that. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> you don't want to. But yeah. that said, she doesn't run away. She runs too. 
and, and, yes. and she wants to be with you. So it's it's sort of a, a it's sort of a compliment, I guess. <laughs> she did pr- she did pretty well. I mean, one of the highlights on our trip was when we um, we went snowshoeing all, with all the dogs, and we were yeah. testing them on that recall. And I just remember we let them go out a little bit, and then as soon as we knew that they would come back, you know, we were we were free to enjoy the hike and let them kind of roam around as a pack. Exactly. You know, dogs are pack animals. They do want to hang around us, and they we have to have a little trust. A, a good tip that I give people is if you're in a safe area and your dog does know the come, the sit, the stay, and the wait, those are the times that you practice that. When Chipper and I go on our walks around our park and there's not a lot of people there during the week, I say sit, wait, I take off her leash, wait and then I say go and I and I let her go forward and she gets to run a little bit and then I say wait and she waits I come up to her I give her a treat I pet her and then I say keep going the reason I'm doing that is because she never knows when I'm gonna come back and put the leash on to start the walking being tethered all she knows is this is kind of a fun game and Arden's coming up to me and, and and so it's kind of reinforcing you with the dog. The other thing people need to do is never run after your dog because the dog says the chase is on. Hoo-hoo! I got four legs. You got two. You can't catch me. <laughs> what you need to do is act really goofy and say, na 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 you can't catch me, and run in the opposite direction. That's a good idea. Yeah. The chaser instead, instead of the chasey. I, so I know I have to work on all that. That's such a good, you know, it's like I said before, it's it's really more common sense, but we all think there's some magical magical thing when we see dogs that are very well behaved and and my husband and I are perfect examples. We always say, "Why can't our dogs be like that?" and and uh, <laughs> they're they're very famous for not calling when they come and I noticed that one of the questions in your dog behavior answer book was how to get your dogs to to come back when you called and you just kind of gave us a great example. Now, for us, we live in the country and right. when when we do take them out, you know, there's all this great fox and deer smells and when the dogs if they happen to get out, like we open the garage door and we're not ready to go, but they take this as their opportunity to go anyway, they pick up these scents and they they don't even look back. I mean, they've got their nose down and, and they're ready to, to crack this to, you know, forever. And I, I'm right. just not sure at that point what to do. I mean, we, we do chase after them at that point because we don't want them to get in the river. Yeah, well, what you need to do is uh, bring the world's best, smelliest treats and kind of get their attention a little bit if you can shake a, a treat bag or something like that and and get their attention and you you have to split up a little bit so that you know you're in one section and, and he's in the other so you can kind of pin them closer toward back toward the house kinda of like you're acting like a herding dog herding them back mm-hmm. in you know it it's really difficult because I know where you live and all that that uh, I wish um, you know, I can give you a better, it might take a little bit longer than Joe to work. We'll, we'll work on Zoe and Maddie, I promise you. Okay, okay. I know you're coming out this way. It's not everyone that has their own personal dog trainer come out and see him, but I'm just on one of the lucky ones, I guess. <laughs> they have to think you are so much money compared to that rabbit they smelled three blocks away. And so oh, you've you got go. to come up with the most ingenious, tempting, I will do anything for treat that you only, only use in these extreme circumstances. Okay. And it's got to be smelly and meaty and delicious 
and you only get this when I really need to get your attention. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, tips and advice in your book, the Dog Behavior Answer Book, that have actually helped me quite a bit. And the okay. thing I love about this book the most, Arden, is the size and how quick the information uh, can be absorbed. It's just, there are quick little tips, and then, you know, you can take it, which I love to do, on the road traveling, and then pull it out, read a quick tip, and go like, okay, let's, let's, see, if, let's see if Tasha will learn this one. <laughs> oh, great. Well, share this with your friends. Yeah, do- both the dog behavior answer book and the cat behavior answer book. <laughs> Um, are being really embraced by a lot of uh, uh, groups like uh, shelters and professional uh, pet sitters. I just gave a teleconference to the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, and they're going to carry my book. So I think we're giving good information to people to understand cat and dog behavior. Um, Sometimes it's not a doggy misdeed. It's just us not figuring them out. But the size of the book, Story Publishing, i got to give them kudos. They made this book really cool. It's like a field guide size. And they have the the picture of the dog, close-up of a dog's fur, and my name is dangling off the dog's collar like an ID tag. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's very very cute. It's very appealing and uh, it's very helpful. I mean, there's there's a lot of things in here. I think Tasha's in here too, right? Oh, she is. She is. I think she is what the launching lab. <laughs> She's the one remember. with the endless energy. <laughs> oh, endless energy. That's right, folks. We were in Colorado and Nicholas was so excited because we were at a frozen dog park and he has a dog that is a tennis ball addict and what was great was he's like oh great there's snow on the ground there's no tennis balls he said that no few minutes later all of a sudden you see this big black snout going boom into the snow (laughs) and out pops Tasha with a frozen tennis ball with glee in her eyes storming at him like a thundercloud she will find a tennis ball on her roof <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh! She, she is something, boy. She she's something. But yeah, beyond your uh, those helpful books, you also have a cookbook. Yes, I have Real Food for Dogs, um, which mm-hmm. actually has fifty recipes, all approved by a top veterinary nutritionist. And two thirds of these fifty recipes are quite tasty for people too, because I wanted a cookbook that was both a time and a money saver in the kitchen. So marvelous mutt meatballs have been enjoyed by two, three, and four-leggers. That's awesome. I know that Tosh and I enjoy the canine casserole. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one too. It's funny when you when I pull out my book, my dogs seem to know, and they come to the kitchen like, I know we're not supposed to beg, but gosh, you know, <laughs> this is a really good book. It's, it's still selling quite well. It is the number one dog cookbook. And it's in. It's consistently in the top ten of all dog books on uh, Amazon right now. That's, That's amazing. Great. I know. I you wrote that like six years ago, so it now seems yeah. like a, it's an overnight sensation. You know, once again, <laughs> six years later, when you team up with very good people like uh, a top veterinary nutritionist like Dr. Re- Rebecca Remillard, you know, I I, I really uh, I I like to have fun and giving good advice, but I take very seriously what our dogs eat because if you can put good food in their food bowls. You're going to have less vet bills, and you're going to have a dog, hopefully, that'll live a longer and healthier life with you. That's perfect. That's well, that's good, what good I think. Plan. That's what we all aim for. We all know pets are a part of the family. And Arden, it was so much fun to have you with us today. I'm sure oh, you'll come back. My pleasure. I know you're going to go on a houseboat adventure. So <laughs> we're going to talk to you about that when you get back. 
All right, that's a deal. Um, thank you both for having me on your great show. Hey, awesome. you're thank welcome. You, and for those wanting to find out more about dog behavior and dog travel, you can go to Arden's website, which is ardenwar.com. And if anyone has questions, can they email you directly? Yes. What's your email for people that want to that they need that question answered right away? Well, hopefully, I'll do my best because I travel a lot. But it's uh, Arden at ardenmore.com. Cool. Awesome. Okay, Arden. Right. Hey, safe travels. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and come back with our fighter-friendly travel tip and a favorite dog destination. So sit and stay. We will be right back with more travel tales on Pet Life Radio. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seat bags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Travel Tales will be zooming back with more great travel tips right after this. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Attention passengers, we are now approaching our final destination. The weather is sunny and warm. Ocean temperature is a balmy 80 degrees for those of you wishing to doggy paddle. Please exit to the front and see our activities directors, Susan and Nicholas, on your way out. Have a pleasant stay. Welcome back to Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. This is Nicholas Veslowski along with Susan Sims. And we just finished talking with Arden Moore, who is an author and animal behaviorist. You know, Arden and I met on that Colorado trip last year with our two dogs, and I was lucky enough to experience Breckenridge and Telluride with my favorite black lab, Tasha. Yeah, I I don't know. If if there was if I could just pick one place right now that is really doggy heaven, doggy nirvana, I think it'd be Telluride, Colorado. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I, they have it set up for you to basically play with your dog everywhere. <laughs> I really, you know, uh, you and I are lucky we get to travel a lot with our dogs, and we've been in, in situations where you go to hotels and they say, okay, we allow dogs, and basically that's it. They allow your dog. But tell you right, every place that we visited, they either had a pet amenity or they put a chalkboard up that had your pet's name on it. So when you arrived, it was like, welcome, Tasha. Um, they have little dog posts. I guess they're called hitching posts around the town. And when people are out with their dogs, they'll just tie them up and, you know, go into the post office or, you know, practically all down the street, you'll see dogs outside of restaurants or, or someplace that they're not allowed inside. And they're all at these hitching posts. Mm -hmm. I know. It's very cute to see all these dogs lined up. It makes you, I don't know, it makes you feel like what you're doing is not looked upon as an inconvenience to other people. It's almost like um, everybody else is joining in the fun and being able to play with their dogs, you know, in the snow. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the things we had a good time with. We had, we went there the first two weeks in December and it was so much fun. We, we put the dogs in these canine top coats because we, they weren't used to being in the snow. And these are kind of like body gloves, like surfers wear. You know what I'm talking about? They're yeah, it's kind of <laughs> so, like, it looks like a little wetsuit. <laughs> yeah, it's like wetsuits. And so here are these two uh, big labs, and they were wearing their red wetsuits. And we were the only dogs in town that had wetsuits. 
<laughs> I, I guess they could tell that we were we were out of towners. It was pretty funny, but how did they the, move the most, in those? They really well. I mean, they fit just like a glove. They they're really nice, and it was fun because it not only you know I don't know how warm it kept them, but when they got into the snow and gunk, when we'd put them back on the car, they kind of kept all that um, snow and stuff off of their fur. So uh, it kind of, kind of was, yeah, it was kind of nice. It, it, it worked out well. And when we were able to let them off leash and run around in the snow, it was hysterical. So you never would worry about losing them because they were all both in red. Yeah, they probably stuck out like Christmas tree lights. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. We, we only, we only had those on them for two days. And after that, we were there for a week, so we decided we'd take them off because it, it was looking kind of silly. But uh, for the first couple of days, it, it, it was really beneficial. Yeah, well, I know um, one of the hotels that we stayed at, uh, Tasha and I stayed at, was the Peaks Resort, um, which is on, there's, Telluride's kind of separated into two little um, aspects. There's the main Telluride downtown village, and then there's a smaller village that has the Peaks Resort, has a few condos, and you can take the gondola back and forth between these two areas. And I think, um, Susan, you wrote in this as well, but they have designated uh, gondola cars that have the doggy sticker on it so that you know that you're allowed to go in that one with your dog. And both, you know, you and your dog can just hop into that gondola and take a ride up to town, you know, or back yeah. into your hotel. <laughs> it's, it's such a great uh, transit system that they have. It's free. And you wait for the designated gondola that has, you know, the dog or cat sticker on there. And then you jump in. And it's like a 12-minute ride. I mean, it's 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 a, it goes for a while. And it's just breathtakingly beautiful. And, uh, of course, my two dogs, I had one that was staring out the window having a great time. And the other one was hiding under the seat. So we, we, did, <laughs> we had to use our car more on this trip just for, for Maddie, who's the big 100-pounder. But... Uh, she was she was just too scary for her. But uh, if your pet can go into a situation like that and really enjoy it, uh, it's it was a fun way to spend a week uh, going back and forth. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, this town did have everything, and um, you know when we scout out hotels for the magazine, one of the things that we first look for is, of course, the hotel and their policy towards dogs. Um, then after that, we go outside the area and make sure that the town has everything that's um, you know easily accessible so that you can feel like you can go anywhere with your dog and you're not handicapped and bringing your dog anywhere. Um, I remember at the Peaks Resort, uh, one of the things that I love to do, especially if it's snowing outside, is go out on the mountain and go snowboarding. And I had it arranged so that when I went out snowboarding, I left Tasha in her crate in her room. And about an hour after I left... One of the gentlemen from the hotel staff, the next door uh, doggy spa, it's actually part of the hotel, it's called the Golden Door Spa, came in and took Tasha out for about a two-hour hike and oh then brought her, brought her back to the, the spa, the doggy spa portion of this, the Golden Door Spa, gave her a T-touch massage, groomed her, and put her back into my room. So when I came back <laughs> at the day... I had one tire pup. It was it was awesome. <laughs> she she really got the treatment. I, that's just one of the things I think. Uh, I know at the Peace Resort they really go out of their way. And uh, you were on a designated floor. I think that you had a nice private balcony or something just where the dogs could go out from the room. I think. Yeah, there was a communal um, doggy potty area <laughs> to call it. It was uh, it, it was both genders allowed, and it was uh, they had a. A center grass area that was surrounded by a brick courtyard, and it was just private for about eight rooms. So it was it was set up for people to bring their dogs, and you know they can open up the sliding door, let them go to the bathroom, bring them back in, and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, 
That's perfect. I know now uh, the Peaks Resort is up on the hills, which is called Mountain Village, and uh, in town the proper, uh, you know, uh, proper is the Telluride is actually downtown and one of the properties that we stayed at was called Camel's Garden and what I liked about this place was that the pet designated room was really spacious it had a fireplace and then it had a back door and the back door led you right out into the snow there was a little river that ran that runs behind the property and a trail so I mean how convenient is that they, you know it's the middle of the night you know Fido needs to go to the bathroom you don't have to get you know everything on you just put on your robe and slippers and and go out the door so it's, it's just this whole town I just can't say enough of it, it enough about it it just seems like a week staying there we really felt like we were one of the locals and uh, when I was there when we were there my husband and I you know had so much fun and they had what they call Noel night and it's uh, in, they do it every year and you all the all the stores are open. Uh, they have wine and and cider, you know, hot cider, and it's very festive. And a lot of the stores will have entertainment, you know, either someone playing a guitar or something. It was just, it was just really wonderful. I I think if I came back in my other life as a dog, I'd be a dog in Telluride. <laughs> Wearing a wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wearing a wetsuit. <laughs> Yeah, but um, anyway, I I think um, that's that would be my number one pick for people that want to take a a winter trip with their dog this year is and head out to Telluride and there's probably six to ten places that are uh, more than welcoming for you and your dog. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And this brings us to our Fido friendly travel tip. As we kind of touched upon earlier with Arden, uh, more on the on the line, we were talking about when you take your dog on an active vacation, remember to work up to the task. So, for example, if your dog doesn't get much exercise and you're wanting to go to Telluride and take a hike, you want to start out by taking longer walks and shorter hikes and then build up your dog's endurance so that they'll be able to enjoy the outdoor activity as much as you do and they don't get so tired right away. Yeah, and there's the higher elevation, too. I know, I remember you told me you got altitude sickness. Oh, that was horrible. I, remember, <laughs> so I, I, I could not It's not even, just for your dog. You, you need to remember that for yourself. Yeah, well, I was trying to, you know, save the embarrassment. But what <laughs> I guess you need to start reading some literature when you go into a, a different um, altitude or a different territory environment. But uh, for everybody that doesn't know, and I learned this firsthand, unfortunately. The hard way. <laughs> but a very hard way. We, I was based out of Southern California, and then uh, we took the trip from there to Colorado, which is a much higher elevation when you're up in Denver and you're in Breckenridge than it is in California. I mean, you're talking about 10,000 feet higher. So if you're not used to elevation extreme, and if you're just one of those special people like I am, where <laughs> you are sensitive to this, what happens is that you start to uh, get really sick and it just takes away all of your energy and it makes you feel like you're going to pass out. And I That's remember terrifying. it was, oh, it was horrible. I remember I was, uh, I think it was, we'd been there for about four hours. Uh, we did this snowshoeing adventure and then I was sitting at the business dinner later that night and I was just looking at everybody and right when the salads were served, I just, I said to everybody, I'm sorry, I, I got to go to my room. <laughs> I went into my room and I lay down and I could not get up until the next morning. I finally felt a little bit better. And then it was, of course, after talking to people, they said, oh, you had altitude sickness, huh? 
like welcome oh, no. to the yeah. So uh, just make sure you drink lots of water if you ever go into higher up altitudes. <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard too that you should abstain from alcohol if you like to have wine with dinner. You might wait for at least skip it the first night because I think that has something to do with it too. I mean that adds to the altitude sickness. I think because it dehydrates you probably. Yes, definitely. It takes away all your water resources. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's a pretty good tip. And um, I think for more information or transcripts about today's show, everybody, just go to PetLifeRadio.com and click on Travel Tales. And, you know, we'd also love to hear from you with questions or comments or ideas about the show. Exactly. And if you have not picked up a copy of Phytofriendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, you're missing out on a lot of great travel tips and dog destinations like the stories you heard today. Each issue that we publish, we profile a city, state, and hotel for review. Um, you can pick up a copy of Phytofriendly magazine at Borders, Barnes & Nobles, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and a lot of Phytofriendly hotels nationwide. Or you can simply go online and subscribe at phytofriendly.com. Okay, everybody, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly. Stay tuned for the next segment of Travel Tales. And until next time, travel safe. Leave no dog behind. This is Susan Sims with Nicholas Veslowski for Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. 